Acts chapter 20, verse 28 and 29. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Amos chapter 8. Amos chapter 8 and verse 11. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the word of the Lord. I believe we're going through that phantom right now. The word of God, if you uh, take time to listen, to view, to, you know, Facebook, you can, locally you can get the, uh, what this church and that church was within several miles and uh, you don't know anything about it, and that's fine. I'll tell you what I'm going to say, but don't ask me who the churches are, who the pastors are, because I will, would not say. But uh, some of these churches are just not preaching the gospel as it is to people they are. Uh, some of the churches that I grew up on, cut my teeth on, uh, it doesn't even seem like it's the same church. But as the churches goes, so go the nation. The church has lost its reason of existence. you take notes and want to read further at a later time, read Psalms 78 and Ezekiel 22, 25 through 28. We will cover a little bit of that. But we no longer recognize the authority of Scripture. We have came to the point, well, I don't believe that. If you're saved and you read something in the Bible, where do you get the authority that you don't have to believe that? I'm still waiting from about eight pastors and six of y'all would know 
If you read it in the word of God and God says it, where does the authority come? But I'm not going to teach that. And I'm not going to preach that. You know, that's that's where we we see, or it's the way where I I see that uh, the churches are. If people who give the most or the most active, if those people don't want to take part in it, you know, that'd be fine. But if you influence some other member, God's going to hold you accountable for that, and it's called railing. Railing. You know what God thinks about railing? He'll take you out of here. Or he'll cause you to lose the gladness and happiness of being saved. See, Psalms 78 and verse 10 said, They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. That's where we are, church. I don't care what the Bible says. I'm not doing that. Okay. But as I told some that I love very dearly, you're putting your personal belief up against God's word. I wonder who's going to win. We no longer recognize the authority of the scripture. Constant attack, higher criticism, churches, Seminaries is the enemy of the local New Testament Baptist church. Greedy publishers printing anything for money. Neutralizing the significance of God's word. Holy book on par with the Koran and the Book of Mormon. When people say, well, it's all right. Have you read every one of them? You ought to read the Book of Mormon. Go into any local hospital. They furnish you one most of the time. They did down that cancer hospital. The Koran. Do you you have any idea what's in the Koran? Well, that don't affect me. Yeah, it does. You know, what they do over in Europe, what they do in New York City, what they do here, don't affect me. Yes, it does. Unless you talk to your child that they can decide what they are, male or female, dog or cat, When the kids come to school and (laughs) 
with a lease around the neck and, you know, the teacher can't do anything. So what it is now, it's a job. It's, it's not a something that you say, I, if I teach, maybe I can have some effect on the child. No, you can't because the school board won't allow you to have any effect. You preach the word of God and your church members leave and they feel like they can come whenever they want to. They don't want to come, that's fine, you know. Nobody can tell me that I need to be there all the time. We challenge God through seeking signs and wonders. Really? Notice with me, if you would, please, in the book of Matthew. Matthew. Chapter 12. Let's read uh, one verse or so. Verse 39. Matthew twelve thirty nine, But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to you but the sign of the prophet Jonas. As he was in the heart of the well three days and three nights, So will the Lord be in the grave three days and three nights. And a preacher, bless his heart, he said, I heard your Easter service. You didn't call it an Easter service. I said, you want to know why? Easter is unscriptural. Don't participate in Easter. Don't participate in any holiday that's pagan. But you can, it doesn't bother me. But he said, my point was that you said that Friday to Sunday was wrong and pastors shouldn't preach that. And are you telling me I'm wrong for preaching that? I said, I am. But you already knew that. You listened to the sermon. Are you trying to make me feel bad or you feel good? You keep on preaching what you want to preach the way you want to preach it, but one day you and I both will stand before God. Each mother, each father will stand before God and answer to God why they didn't teach their child that that foolishness going on in our schools now is wrong. It's wrong. When the church begins to adopt the ways of the world, it is no longer a holy enemy, but a profane institution. It has become a very thing that it should be opposing. It becomes the enemy of God. 
when you take the Bible out of school and you use perverted Bibles in church and you promote entertainment instead of the gospel, guess what? Christ is not in the church. when we study the seven churches of Asia Minor, I chose to go in deeper in those seven churches and see where we are today. But my brother, he got a little braver he said, you know, you can't be preaching too much longer, you know, not that I hope you do or anything, but uh, but you're, you are getting up in age and you, you do have a heart problem. I said, not as bad as a lot of preachers. I'm talking about my heart. I'd rather have a weak physical heart than a weak spiritual heart. Man and wisdom has been substituted for God. See, uh, we need to realize, and uh, you know, and, and there's several things, church, that we can do to to help that. You know, and I don't expect or want you to. Follow me, you know, say, hey, this is what I do. But, but you know, I had an old big Bible, something like this. It was older, and, and I took all the pages apart, and I put it in together so that I could have the Psalms and Proverbs, because you know that, that I said I read a book of Proverbs, a chapter of Proverbs a day, and a chapter of Psalms a day. I have for years. God tells us in Psalm 78, in Psalm 78, now notice the women. When we look at uh, Psalms, the 78th chapter, and the 22nd verse, God said, because they loved not in God and trusted not in his salvation. He said, what church don't do that? If I teach that you must be baptized to be saved, then I'm telling you that Psalms 78, 32, you can disregard it. But it said, because they believe not in God and trust not in his salvation. God doesn't say you've got to join a church to be saved. God didn't say you have to be baptized to be saved. But I guarantee you, if you are saved, you'll want to be baptized. And if there's a church that you can attend, you will want to attend that church. Amen. That's the evidence. Amen. Church membership is, in, is being entreated, treated as like a, a marriage, you know. We're married. You do your thing, I'll do mine. If it don't work out, you would be surprised 
how many weddings I've turned down. I don't like weddings. Weddings and funerals are, well, I don't like them. But a person said, we're married. What kind of relationship do you have? Well, if, you know, if he wants to go with somebody and I want to go with somebody, you know, as long as we're open with it. I said, that's just like you have a church. I belong to this church, but if they've got a special singing going on at that church, you know, they won't miss me. No, but you committed spiritual adultery. God added you to a church. You need to be a faithful member of that church that God added you to. God's salvation's plan is questioned. All humans are good, but all humans are not good. And then they bring up some silly stuff. You you saying my mother wasn't good? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that good as your mother was, you turned out the way you were. But, but no, I don't. I'm not judging your mama. Not judging anybody. God judges. But he tells us in Psalms 53 and verse 3, he says, every one of them is gone back. They all together become filthy. There is none that do of good, no, not one. Let's read it again. Every one of them is gone back. Stop. That means they had to bend somewhere. But they went back. The average church member is going back. The church isn't exciting anymore. All the preacher does is tell me what I do wrong. You've got to know what you're doing wrong so you can ask God to forgive you so he'll make you right. Need to understand that. See, Psalms 53, 3, as we just read, every one of them has gone back. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. And one of the greatest evidence in that, and it happened right here in this church, uh, Dora and I was in Lexington, and used to be a steakhouse right out there on Winchester Road. I can't think of the guy. I know him. He owns it. And we decided we'd stop there. Hadn't ate the steakhouse before. And walked in the door, and there's a corner. There's one of our female members and one of our male members. And uh, he had a Budweiser, and she had looked like wine. Didn't come to church on Sunday. Then I got a letter on Monday or Tuesday, whenever it was. We decided that God wants to move us. Really? See, there's where we at. 
People used to hide what they do. Not, not anymore. I'm, I'm an adult. I do what I want to, when I want to, the way I want to. You, preacher, had no right to tell me what is right and what is wrong. And I said, Amen. Amen. But this book does. That book does. We add to it by works and ritual. Bible plus self-help books. Pushes Masculine Journey by Robert Hicks, who is a psychologist. He studies all kind of ways you can worship God. You just search out the way that makes you feel good. Is that what you come to church for so you can feel good? Hey, I'm good. Let me, t- let me tell you. I pastor this church. I believe as a way of life. I am scripturally, physically, mentally, and emotionally qualified. But if you take that, that I never make a mistake or do something that I'm sorry of, you need to study your Bible. Because we all do things, say things, think things, sometimes that we don't know even where it came from. That's humanity. But why do we go astray? See, I don't know about other people. But I know one thing, that if God joins you together, that feeling doesn't leave. God joined me with a Baptist church. God joined me with the King James Bible. When the church begins to adopt the ways of the world, it is no longer a holy enemy but a pro-vain institution. You need to understand that. Number four, the ecumenicalism is out of uh, control. Notice with me in uh, Psalm 78, verse 58, 59, and 60. Psalm 78, verse 58. For they provoke him to anger with their high places 
and move him to jealousy with their graven image. When God heard this, he was wroth and greatly abhorred Israel. God doesn't want us to have these little false statues in our church. I don't believe God wants us to have them in our house. Why would you want a picture or a statue of Buddha? In my study at home, if you come into my house and want to come to the study, you will see three pictures. Ronald Reagan, George K. Vance, and Donald Trump. See, that's the only two presidents that I respect. He said, but how can you respect Trump? Jesus goes off. Yeah, Jesus went off one day and run those money changers right out of the temple. Surely you ain't going to follow him. You're not going to make a stand if you don't believe anything. I think we ought to honor our president. I'm just waiting to have one that I can. Not ashamed of that. God said, When he said in 78, Psalm 78, you know, 58 and 59. But when God heard this in 59, he said this, he was wroth and greatly abhorred Israel. When God heard this, he was wroth. Now notice what what he said. So that he forsake the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men. I believe that God has refused to worship so like he did back then in modern churches. I mean, if somebody can explain to me what he's talking about, you know, uh, God said, uh, yet they tempted and provoked the Most High in verse 56 and kept not his testimonies. He turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow, for they provoked him to anger with their high places. Want to know why everything is so high? He said, well, that's that president. Oh, I'll give him, him credit, but I believe that when God deals with a person, he deals with them where it hurts. And let's just be honest. 
when it hits our pocketbook, God, what are you doing? But yet there are thousands of Christians who are not faithful to God's word. What we're going to see is the reunion with Rome. It's just a ritual, you know. Just, it's just something that we, we do, but we don't uh, ponder it. You know, what did, he, what did he preach Wednesday night? I don't know, honey. He's talking about something. It's like watching a TV show. What was the plot of that show? Oh, I don't know, honey. It was something. See, there's something we do. But we we need to start worshiping God. We need to start worshiping God. You know, it's... uh, we ought to count it an honor to be able to do something for the Lord in his local body. Galatians chapter 1 verse 8 Galatians 1 8 but though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be a curse. You know, God is talking to me and all pastors. Verse 9 said, And we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be a curse. For I do now, verse 10, persuade men of God, or do I seek to please men For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. You can't be a servant of Christ unless you believe and stand on the word of God. I mean, the eighth verse here in Galatians 1, but though we are an angel from heaven, Preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be a curse. Unqualified leaders in the church. God got qualifications. But... uh, Now, 
workers in the church, it's like, oh, you can say it, the McDonald's. You want a job? Can you speak English? You're hired. He's left his family. I'm going to do some advertisement for some Jewish man. He doesn't know it, so. But on the US, on the New Circle Road, there's a little burger joint. When Dora and I was dating, you'd get it for 19 cents, you know. Now, you know, it's. But you, I went to the doctor, you know, and I. On the way, I'm going to stop at my favorite restaurant. And I stop and I got me two cheeseburgers and order fries and a Coke. And, and three different women thank me. And they don't always do that because most times they're so busy. But they call out exactly what's in my order. See, that's gone. And in that little place, in that little hamburger joint, I bet the youngest worker was had to be at least 40. Wasn't no teenagers. I'm not going to work in a little old greasy place where my boyfriend won't come in and see me. You ain't working there so your boyfriend will come in and see you. You're working there because you're getting paid to be there. And you're not coming to church to please Brother Vance or anybody else. You're coming to church because you're in love with Jesus Christ and you want to know what he has to say for me today. Oh, would you preach to me? You here? If you're here, I'm preaching to you. Unqualified leaders. You know, I tell the preachers all the time, you know, I said, you know, only by the grace of God that I live with the same woman 45 years. And I don't condemn you, look down on you for being divorced because I don't know the details. And it wouldn't be any of my business if I did know the details. But let me tell you, preacher, you got two living wives that disqualify you to be a preacher. Is that what God's word says? Amen. Well, but you don't you didn't know my wife. I don't have to know your wife. There's two sides to everything, you know. And and I know some men, if I was their wife, I'd have left them years ago. But it still doesn't stop what the Word of God says. As we close, you know, devouring souls, teachings leading to hell, taking the treasure and the precious things, 
treasure in earthly vessels, precious blood we are redeemed by, their gospel is void of truth. And I've worked hard Thursday all day. And I put old Zed Ziegler. Y'all know who Zed Ziegler is? <laughs> He's a motivational speaker. Shame on you, Pastor. Oh, I've, I've gone to many of them. I've heard Barbara Bush speak. You know, I've heard Zed Ziegler preach, I don't know, many times. I've got his books. I've got his tapes. And you know why people don't like old Zed? He just tells it like it is. I love the part when he said, my wife, the little redhead, that's my wife. She is a redhead by design. He always brings that in. All he gives is common sense. And in the Bible sometimes, what you get is this common sense. See, for hath not spoken lies of the evil one, untempered, unique. But Ezekiel, if you study the book of Ezekiel, it deals with foolish things and folly. And as a result, Christians have no firm foundation. Salvation and sin becomes cloudy issues. Doctrinal teaching and beliefs become Fragmented. People are hell bound while thinking they are going to heaven. And the church becomes a forsaken enemy. Then where do we hear of salvation? That's why I told some neighbors of mine, they said, you know, I, I, I didn't know you was a, a preacher until I went down to the courthouse and my granddaughter works at the courthouse and uh, we were uh, talking and, and she said, I think, I think that preacher I listened to on sermon already mentioned your name some, sometimes. He's, he told Caitlin, he said, I'm going to fool him one day and show up. I told Caitlin, let me know so I can prepare my heart because if they come in here, I would, you know, I'd pass out. But I'll close with this. I've known him for seven years. I think one or two days he's been half sober. First time he didn't know who I was. And do I really believe he listens to me Sunday after Sunday? No. See, lost people got a way of telling you what you want to hear. So you won't bother them.
But uh, if you was in the room with me, with Brother Hunley, no matter how much I begged them to get that old preacher out of the room, God didn't permit it. He just sat there and preached and preached and preached. Song leader, the pianist, come. 